Welcome to The Edge by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey everybody, welcome to The Edge podcast by MGR, your host, David Gill here. Hope everybody's having a great week. I certainly am. Today on this week's roundup, we're going to do a little more quality over quantity. Normally I kind of uh, run over a lot of the headlines and then just uh, give, you know, one or two minutes talking about them. But today I'm going to go a little more in depth because there wasn't uh, a quantity of things that happened this week, a large quantity, but there were a few important things that I wanted to discuss. So anyways, that is the plan for this episode. Real quick, I wanted to say, uh, if you are not on mgredge.com reading our articles, you are missing out. I did a podcast um, on uh, India, the rise of India last week, and it got very, very good reception. So be sure to go listen to that podcast if you did not already. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Let's get into the roundup. You ain't got no money, I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. All right, so first we're talking about the streaming wars. A quick update on one of the biggest players, Disney. So Disney had their quarterly report. This was actually two weeks ago, but uh, it's still relevant now. Um, They noted a few important things that I wanted to talk about. So first, they talked about what's called, and this is a bit of a mouthful, virtual multi-channel video programming distribution. Basically, it's uh, cable over internet. So Sling TV, uh, YouTube TV, Hulu, other ones that basically if you can get regular cable channels online, uh, they gave a report on that. So obviously everyone knows that uh, regular cable uh, subscriptions are going down. That's been a trend for you know, what, three years, four years now, I believe, and uh, that trend is only continuing, but what has uh, a lot of, what a lot of people are moving from is from cable to these, you know, virtual cable, I'm calling it virtual cable, I'm not calling it that uh, lengthy, lengthy name, um, so a lot of people who are leaving, you know, unsubscribing from packages that include Disney products like, you know, uh, ESPN, etc., are actually still giving Disney revenue just through a different source through these uh, virtual cable companies instead of the regular cable companies. So they gave some insight on that, which is interesting. It was the first time uh, we've ever seen official numbers on that. So the drop in cable subscriptions for Disney is actually a little over-exaggerated. It's not as bad as it really may seem based on these new numbers if you include the new online cable subscriptions. But the most important thing Disney detailed in their uh, quarterly report was their streaming plans for next year. Obviously, I think most of you, if you listen to this podcast regularly, know that, and I've talked about it a lot, that they are building a streaming service uh, to compete with Netflix and Hulu and all the other streaming services out there. And obviously, you know, they have a lot of leverage, right? They have tons and tons of IP. And now that they are going through with the acquisition on 21st Century Fox, they're going to acquire even more IP. Uh, so they have some of the, they probably own the most amount of uh, IP in terms of net value in the world. So they're going to have plenty of leverage to bring on new subscribers, even though they are quite late to the game. But because of this, uh, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, was 
pretty clear that in saying, you know, they're not in a rush to create this new streaming service. They they don't want to rush it and put out a poor quality product. Obviously, you know, products like Netflix have been in development for years, you know, a decade at this point or more for the streaming service from Netflix. And so it's not like you can just build a robust system like that overnight. And so that's why they said they're not going to uh, rush it. They're going to take their time and build a very quality service. I'm going to read a quote from Iger right now that pretty much summarizes perfectly exactly what I'm saying. So he said, what we want to do is we want to make sure that when we launch, it is viewed as a quality product that we're serving the fans, particularly of Marvel, Pixar, Disney, and Star Wars well, and that the price we're charging reflects the value that we're delivering. So exactly that. They, they're going to charge a premium for all of this content, right? They're going to take it off of other streaming platforms that they're, you know, for example, Pixar and Star Wars content is on now, like Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure. I believe there's some on Hulu. I'm not sure all the platforms that Disney has content on, the biggest being Netflix, obviously. So they're going to take that content off. But before, you know, it, once you take that content off, then your fans are going to have nowhere to go but to you. And if you have a frustrating streaming service that's a poor product, then your fans are not going to be very happy for that. And they're going to say, hmm, I'm not sure if I want to pay that price. So I completely understand where Disney's coming from here. I agree with them. I, I, I would say, you know, you're already very late to the game, taking a little more time to make sure that you're uh, having high a high quality product versus just a, hey, let's throw something out there and try to make money right now. I think it's the right move. But the interesting thing is that we are getting a preview of what Disney's streaming service to come potentially could be in ESPN+. Plus. For those of you who don't know, uh, ESPN created an online digital uh, platform called ESPN+. Plus. It's $5 a month, and you get a lot of exclusive ESPN shows. And also, coming soon, once football season starts, you're going to get a lot of exclusive college f football, um, a lot of... Uh, baseball and uh, hockey and then also another big deal that they just made was with the uh, Serie A I believe that's how you pronounce it the Italian uh, soccer league Italian football league um, for the exclusive streaming rights in the United States they luckily were able to ink that deal before Cristiano Ronaldo one of the uh, most famous players in the world decided to go to Juventus who's the best team in Italy so that actually happened before, I'm sure they would have had to pay a higher price had the Serie A uh, commissioner known prior that Cristiano Ronaldo was actually planning on moving into his league. But nonetheless, ESPN has this contract and they will be the exclusive streamer of Cristiano Ronaldo in the United States uh, come this season, which is a big deal for them. You know, you're going to get a lot of soccer fans in the U.S. to subscribe to this, but you're also going to get a lot of college football fans to subscribe to this, and uh, maybe even NFL fans, because there's going to be exclusive Monday Night Football content, I believe, or some type of deal there. Obviously, Monday Night Football is still going to be actually on TV, but they're going to have some type of special thing. I, I wasn't clear on exactly what they were planning. Um, but obviously, they are really the only pay to play or pay to watch uh, online streaming service for sports out there right now as far as like major goes I know there's a few others out there but they're much much smaller um, so ESPN has the head start in this case and if they keep inking deals like this and bringing in more subscribers I could see this being a major success again it's only five dollars a month right now which is a pretty I would say reasonable price 
Um, who knows if they start getting a lot, you know, acquiring many more deals, maybe they'll raise the price. We'll have to see. But for now, it's a good deal all around. And if you're a Ronaldo fan or a college football fan, it's definitely worth the money for you. All right, that's my Disney streaming news for the day. Let's move on to app stores versus developers. So this feud, if you hadn't heard, um, where developers and companies are trying to bypass the app stores, primarily Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Um, I'm just going to refer to them both as app stores, so I don't have to say both all the time. Um, so uh, developers are trying to bypass the app stores to get all the revenue for themselves, right? So Google and Apple both take 30% of all transactions. So for example, Netflix, when you pay your monthly Netflix subscription, if you do it through Apple or Google, they are taking 30% of that money. Netflix or does not see that. So as you can imagine, a lot of uh, companies are going to want to find ways to bypass this. This started a few weeks ago with the popular video game Fortnite announcing that it would only sell its game via web browser download and not in the Google Play Store. This is for Google, not for Apple. So this is Google only. They're saying, hey, we're going to bypass the Google Play Store and keep all the money for ourselves. Obviously, Google is not going to be happy about this. You know, Fortnite is the most popular game in the United States right now. Maybe even the world. I'm not sure if it's the most popular in the world, but certainly in the United States. And there's a lot of money to be made there that Google is missing out on. And so this started the narrative that a lot of bigger companies with leverage were going to start bypassing uh, the app stores and just like Fortnite did and then things got interesting last week when Netflix said that they're going to try to bypass iTunes completely for payments so you still download the app on the app store but you're not going to pay through uh, Apple subscriptions you're going to have to go open it in Safari and subscribe through there but you have to look at why are the app stores valuable well first of all obviously they hold a monopoly on each uh, device, right? If you own an iPhone, the only way to download an app is through the app store. So there's the inherent monopoly there. But the other thing that they provide is secure payments. Uh, you're guaranteed that your whatever you're downloading is virus free and that it is easy to check out and make payments within apps all the time because your you know credit card information is stored with Apple or Google and not with whatever app you're using. So for mainstream apps like Netflix, maybe it's not that big of a deal for user, but for smaller apps that you've never heard of, whatever, and now they're asking for money, uh, you would feel safer give, you know, just using the payment through Apple because you know it's secure there than actually giving the company your credit card. And we've already seen a fault in Fortnite's armor within two weeks of them uh, announcing that they're only their game is only available for download via web browser because you have to use an installer instead on Google Play Store. Just like if you install something on a computer, you download the installer and then you install the game or software or whatever. So there's an installer for Android just like it. And uh, the problem was that Fortnite's installer allowed for other apps to hijack the install and install malware instead. So if you have an app on your phone that's looking, that's scanning for Fortnite uh, for the Fortnite installer, it can then hijack without you knowing and install other stuff on your phone instead. That's obviously not good, and that's obviously a security hole that Google is not happy about. And Google is saying this is exactly why you want to use 
the Google Play Store because that would never happen because we wouldn't allow it to happen. But Fortnite did patch the uh, bug, so it is all fixed now. But this battle is only beginning to shake out. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens because if Fortnite and Netflix kind of you know are the trailblazers here and it proves to be successful for them i would not be surprised if other companies with the leverage similar follow suit for example maybe spotify could follow suit or uh youtube tv could follow suit um you know there's a lot of examples of companies that have a lot of leverage very similar to fortnite and netflix and that they don't need the app stores to get downloads that if they see it works they could say okay well we're not going to give you 30 percent anymore we're going to keep it all for ourselves so we'll have to see what happens with this i'm very very interested uh to find out obviously this is a big part of apple's future for sure um a lot of people talk about apple's services as one of their biggest uh growth sectors but obviously if uh, major companies start bypassing the app store that's a huge chunk of their services growth that could turn away i mean just imagine if an uber or a uh you know airbnb or spotify or all the other of these big platforms say hey we're gonna bypass the payment system of apple you know that's billions upon billions of dollars that apple makes that they would no longer be making if that were to happen so this is kind of a big deal, that's why I want to talk about it. But anyways, let's get into the final story of the week. Netflix is interested in buying landmark theaters. If you listened to my podcast from about a month ago titled How Netflix Can Get Back to Growth, one of the strategies I talked about was that they should buy a movie chain and show their Netflix exclusives uh, in, at that movie chain. In fact, I said one chain that wouldn't cost a fortune but could get the ball rolling for them was Landmark Theaters. They have 50 theaters located across the country in almost every major city, except for Phoenix, which is kind of annoying. But anyways, uh, thanks, Mark Cuban. He, he's one of the co-owners. Um, anyways, I said that that could be a very good option for Netflix's growth. And this week, news broke that Netflix is planning on doing exactly that. They're shopping around for a theater chain to buy, and they've got their eyes locked on Landmark theaters. Again, I've already discussed this in the past, but this makes perfect sense for Netflix. They can draw bigger actors and filmmakers with them now knowing that their movies will be in theaters, which is required to be nominated at the Oscars, which is a big reason why a lot of filmmakers, Christopher Nolan and other big actors, Leonardo DiCaprio, other people, uh, said that they did not want to make exclusive movies with Netflix. It's not that Netflix doesn't have the money. You know, they wrote a check to Will Smith for $20 million for the movie uh, Bright that they already made. So it's not about the money. It's about the the the, the fame, the glory of being nominated. And if you make a streaming-only movie, the Oscars, the Academy, whatever, uh, does not consider that uh, nominatable or whatever, if that's a word. You know what I mean. So this will allow their works to be nominated but it will also allow them to still hold control of their content how they like because you must go to a Netflix-owned theater to see their movies. My only question then in that podcast still remains now, though. Disney tried to do this but got blocked by the FCC on antitrust counts. Disney wanted to buy out its own theater chain and then just say, okay, for any Disney movies, Marvel, Pixar... Uh, Star Wars, whatever, you have to go to a Disney theater 
Uh, that was not allowed. I'm not sure if the same thing is going to happen to Netflix, but that was years ago, and the theater landscape has changed a lot since then. So we'll have to see. Um, we really don't know. Again, it's still nothing uh, from Netflix's mouth, but it's very much a possibility that Landmark uh, could be acquired by Netflix in the near future. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy, do me one favor. We don't run any ads on this podcast. All I ask is that you leave a review on whichever podcast platform you listen on. I would very much appreciate it. And if you know one person who you think would enjoy, just one, please share with them. We very much would appreciate it. We're trying to grow. The podcast is still small, but we're trying, you know, the little little train that could. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time.